We're on page Kuf Pei Vav, 186, starting a new mimer. Um, mimer is Bisyat Deshmaya, Leil Aleph, the Chagashvui, with the help of heaven, the night, the first night of the holiday of Shvui, Tafresh Samaches, 5668. And just to note that there are actually two beginnings to this mimer. In the beginning, in the table of contents, it says, Mavteach, says about this mimer. That um, first of all, it says that these are these next memorim are actually hamshich, uh, a continuation, and the hamshich was never finished in in the written form, and moishe nigash, in the actual ksavyad in the holy handwriting of the Rishab, it starts off with ayzerul atzadik, which is the in the bottom on the next page in the bottom in the margin, and but that was. That was how it was written as the beginning of the Mimer. But when the Rebbe Shab said the Mimer, it started Moshe Nigash. Um, yeah, and that's why they printed it on the Urzirul Atzadik, that beginning of the Mimer, and the margin on the bottom. Um, later it was printed, it was given to print like that. But the actual saying of the Mimer started with Moshe Nigash. So first we'll do the Moshe Nigash, and then we'll do the the Urzirua, and then we'll get into the actual the paragraph which says, Lahavin Kolzel Yesh Lahaktim. So this is a verse talking where by the giving of the Torah, when the Yidden have already heard the first two commandments and their souls flew out of them and they said, please, let's, uh, it's too much for us or else we're going to keep dying and our souls, it's too much. We're not sure if our souls are going to come back. So they said, please, Moshe, you go and get the commandments from Hashem and tell us what Hashem is saying. And then the verse says, Moshe, the nation, so the people remained at a distance. Moshe approached the thick cloud, which which there Hashem was. And Peter Shashi explains in this verse that Moshe approached the Hashem within these three mechitzes, these three um, divisions. The three divisions. Are which are enumerated in these verses, Cheshech, the darkness, on in the cloud, and the ruffle, and the deep, deep darkness. Shenamar, like it says in the verse, a hard and the mountain was burning with fire. Cheshech, and it says all these three expressions darkness, cloud, and ruffle, deep darkness. And this also says is brought in the Mechilta. So just to quote the Rashi, Rashi actually says, um, he approached the Arafil, he stepped near to the thick cloud, and within the three divisions, which is the three divisions, darkness, and the cloud, and the thick cloud. <coughs> like the verse says, and the mountain burned with fire until unto the midst of the heaven with the darkness clouds and dark clouds, Arafil. And Rashi continues, The dark cloud is the thickness of the cloud. Um, the thickness of the cloud. The same cloud which it says, Hashem says to Moshe, I will come to you in the thick cloud, the thickness of the cloud. So that's the Arafal, the thickness of the cloud. Um, Continuing the Maimir, so this is also this is brought the Mechilta of Isa Shom, and it's brought further in the Mechilta over there. 
So these three divisions are the first, the, the first division, which Moshe is now approaching Hashem through these three divisions of darkness and clouds until he approaches Hashem. The first is Cheshech, is from the outside, Anon Mufnim, and the Anon, the cloud, is from within that, uh, within the darkness. And the next one after the cloud is Varofil Lifnai Lifnim. And this thick cloud is in the most inner of these three divisions. So it goes Cheshech, the darkness, then the cloud, and then the thick cloud. Peter Shashi, Arofil Rashi explains, like we just said, the thickness of the cloud. And also, the same Rashi also explains a similar explanation on the verse we just brought in this Rashi that Hashem is saying, I'm coming to you in the thickness of the cloud, but in the thickness of the cloud, and this is the synonymous of the idea of a ruffle, the thickness of the cloud. The implication of this idea, the concept of a ruffle, is something which is even darker than all the previously mentioned ones. The the Cheshech and the Onon, the darkness and the cloud, and then the Arofil is the even darker. It implies something which is even darker than all the other aforementioned expressions. The Because to explain that, because darkness, there is an opinion that darkness is just the idea of a, a lack of light. So that shows you that it's not a true idea of uh, cover, something covering or a real darkness. It's just a lack of light. So it's close. It's not the darkest. It's it's just lacking light. But it's not that there is something actually covering, making it dark, concealing, hiding. So the next level of darkness is the cloud, which is there is actually something which is clouding, which is actually covering over, making it dark, making making the earth dark, covering over the sun, covering over the rays of the sun. So just is something which is... It's dark, but it's just a lack of light. It's not actually something covering over. And then there's Anon, which is a cloud, which is actually clouding the, the light. And then the Arafel implies the thickness of the cloud, which is a very thick darkness. So therefore we see that that is the darkest, is the Arafel. And the Emek HaMelech, which is a Kabbalistic Sefer, he writes that Arafel, this thick darkness, a thick cloud, is the lowest level from all these levels of darkness, the In the spiritual terms, it relates to the world of Asiya. That's the Arafel. But in the Mechilta we just brought, it's not, it doesn't imply that, that this is the lowest level. It says that the, the most inner division, meaning closest to Hashem, is the Arafel. That's the most inner. When he, when he was approaching Hashem, he had to go through the Cheshech, then the Anun, then he got to the Arafel. So it's the most inner. So seemingly it's the highest. So if so, it's seemingly it's higher. The Arafel is higher than the darkness and the cloud. But when he got, um, regarding the idea of the darkness, it's you see clearly that Arafel, a thick cloud is something which is darker than just regular darkness or than a cloud. Because this is the thickness of the cloud, which is very thick and therefore makes it even more dark than just a regular cloud. So it's seemingly a contradiction. So we have to understand, according to one opinion, the Emek HaMelech is saying that the Arafel is the lowest level, referring to Asiya. But according to the Mechilta, it's seemingly saying that Arafel is the highest level. But in darkness, it seems to be the most dark. It's the darkest, the most concealment, and that seems to fit with its being the lowest world, the most uh, where there's the most concealment of godliness. But the Mechilta seems to say that it's the closest to Hashem. 
the closest division to Hashem. So we have to understand what is this idea of these shleishim mechitzes, all these three divisions, the shakula mehem bichinas chayshich, and all these divisions are an aspect of darkness. And in this itself, that they're all levels of darkness. But in this itself, in this idea of darkness itself, whatever is higher and a higher level, it's even more dark. To the extent that the Arafal, which is the darkest, the thickness of the cloud, which is the darkness of all of them, and it's in the most inner division closest to Hashem, so to say, it is the thickest darkness. So we see that all of them are darkness, but whatever is the higher level, meaning closer to Hashem in these three divisions, like Moshe had to, before he approached Hashem, he had to go through three, these three different divisions, the highest one meaning the, the, is the darkest one. Whatever you get closer to Hashem is seemingly darker. Um, and the main darkness here by the giving of the Torah, the, the most inner division was the Arafal, the thick cloud. Like it says, Hashem is saying, I am coming to you in this thickness of the cloud. So that's where Hashem is mostly found. This is the same idea of the, the thickness of the cloud is the Arafal. Like, like Rashi explains, and also, not only does it say, it say that Hashem came to Moshe in this thickness of the cloud specifically, also Moshe approached Hashem through these three divisions, which the most inner is the Arafal, the thick cloud. The In general, the idea here is not understood. Very not understood. At the beginning of the Torah, there was revelation of godliness. Like it says in the verse, that Hashem descended on Mount Sinai. And he revealed himself to the world on Mount Sinai. There was a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem down here in the physical world. Like it says in the verse, that all the nation was seeing the voices, the sounds of the thunder and the lightning. Which the inner interpretation of this verse, that all the, all the nation was seeing the voices and the whole idea of koil explains that this is a hamshacha, is a gili. When you when you speak, when your voice is going out, it's bringing from your inner, inside of you, and revealing your breath or revealing your speech. So, what does it mean? They all saw the voices. They saw the hamshachas, the giluyim of alikus. Every single Jewish person saw a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. Literally, so how could it be that this revelation of godliness, which seemingly is the whole idea of light, a revelation of Hashem's energy of Hashem's light? How could we? How could this revelation come through the idea of a ruffle of the thickest darkness specifically? That is where Hashem. I'm coming to you in this the thickest cloud, the thickest darkness. That the whole idea of Montero was not darkness; it was light. The revelation of the greatest light, the infinite energy of Hashem. So that is what has to be understood. Any movement, totally not understand. I'm not totally not understood. We also understand what in Matan Teira, regarding Matan Teira, it says, The whole time Matan Teira, the giving of the Teira, it's mentioning the name of Hashem, which is Elikim, which usually implies judgment and concealment. It's Simtsun, which is called Varimeila, like it says, and Hashem spoke all these all these things, the Ten Commandments, and it also says that Moshe ascended on Mount Sinai up to Elikim, specifically using the name of Elikim to Hashem, Moshe Nigash, Moshe approached the Arafal, the thick, the thick cloud, to the thickest darkness, darkness, which there was Elikim. And that, again, always using the name of Elikim. It's known, like I said, that the name of Elikim is the name of Hashem, which implies the idea of Hashem hiding himself, contracting his energy, concealing himself. So being that by, we explained by Matan Teira, there was a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. So why would it say, 
all these expressions by the Matan Torah, the idea of Elikim, which is the idea of hiding, not the idea of Gili, the idea of concealment of godliness. So that is one beginning of the Mimer, how the Rebbe Shab began the Mimer when he wrote it down. Now here's the beginning and how it was um, written. There, a light is implanted for the righteous. Into the upright of heart, there is joy. And the simple explanation of this verse, according to the commentaries, Mitzvah Stavid says, that for the sake of the righteous, there is a light which is implanted, which is sown. Meaning to say, just like a person plants something, a lot more, the field will produce a lot more than this little seed which he planted. So too, so too, a lot of reward is prepared for the tzaddik more than if he would just have received his reward immediately in this world. So there is a a great reward, a great godly energy, basically a light, which the tzaddik will receive. And why is it called it? It's sown, it's planted, just because like when a person plants, it's in order to get a lot more. So too, the tzaddik's reward is so much more if he receives it in the revelation of godliness when, when in, in Elam Abba, in the world to come, than if he would receive it now in this world. Into the upright of heart, simcha, there is joy. Um, this is the, the Tzavit says, it's just kefal dover milishenis. It's the same idea, expression in different words. That is how the Tzavit explains it. So, according to the Metsudis, these two parts of this verse, the Tzadik and the Yishalev, are basically the same idea. The Rebbe Shab is going to ask, though, seemingly, and every, every verse is very exact, so what exactly is the difference between the Tzadik and the Yishalev? And another explanation on this verse, according to the Radak, is that Tzadik, in this world, there is an, a godly light which is planted for the Tzadik and for the righteous. And he explains it as a Hemshech Yishalev Simcha, and this, this light and this joy, this simcha, they will harvest it, meaning it was implanted in this world through their good deeds and their fulfillment in Torah mitzvahs. It was implanted in this world, and they will harvest that oyer and that simcha. When Mashiach comes, Mashiach, and then they will take joy, they will rejoice in it, in true in a true way, because then they will actually see the Hashem's truth and the revelation of Godliness. So in this world, it's all implanted, and then it will only sprout, and they will harvest that planting, which they've um, caused to the Terry Mitzvah when Mashiach comes, and then actually enjoy it, the Simcha, because then there will be a revelation of Godliness. So we have to understand this verse in Tehillim, what is this light which is implanted for the righteous? And also we have to understand what's the difference between the righteous and the upright of heart. Regarding tzaddikim the righteous, it says that there is a light which is implanted for the righteous. And regarding the operative heart, it says there's something else. It says there is a joy for them. The seventeenth parsha brings over there. I'll 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 pause it on this verse. Hashem implanted. Hashem planted the Torah and the mitzvahs, the commandments, in order to inherit them, to bequeath them to the Jewish people in the life of the world to come. So Hashem implanted them, the Torah mitzvahs, in order to give the Jewish people this opportunity to merit, to have the life in the world to come. So Hashem basically implanted Torah mitzvahs in everything in this world. Why did He do that? In order to, that we should be able to merit through fulfilling these Torah mitzvahs to the life of the world to come. 
And the Medrash continues, Hashem did not leave anything in the world which he did not in place and plant a mitzvah into it. Which he did not implant a mitzvah for the Jewish people. For example, a person goes out to um, to do chadisha, plow, and then he has a mitzvah that you have to know that you shouldn't plow with a, with a mixed species together with the ox and a, and a donkey. So there's a mitzvah involved in a very physical task of plowing. When he goes to plant, and when he goes to plant something, there's a mitzvah you have to remember, don't plant your vineyard, kilayim, the mixed, mixed breed together. Um, two, different, two different species of plants together. And then, when you go to harvest, and then when, you, when it says when you go to harvest, you have to make sure you leave the peya, the, the corner of your field for the poor. When you build a house, you have to make sure you, you, you have to do the mitzvah of having a fence around the roof. So, the person should not fall off. When a person covers himself in a garment, a four-corner garment, like a shirt or whatever, then he has to make for himself tzitzis, the tassels of the four corners of the garment. So we see that the, the Hashem implanted Tzvetim Mitzvah for the Jewish people in every single thing in existence, basically, anything that he comes in contact with, in order that we should merit life in the world to come. There's, it's almost inevitable that a person will encounter a mitzvah in anything he does. So therefore, that's going to give us more of an opportunity to get to do those mitzvahs and thereby merit to have the world to come. Lefiza, so according to that, Pirush Eri Zerula, the explanation of what it says, Eri Zerula, there's a light that's implanted. What does it mean? The light is referring to Tere Hazria and the planting, the fact that this light of Tere the light of Hashem, which is Tere was implanted Meaning, it was implanted within all physical things. It was enclosed. This light was enclosed in all the details of physicality of existence. Becharisha, and plowing uzria, and planting levushin and clothes, ubatim and houses, v'chem chol and also in all other things. This light of teira mitzvah, the light of Hashem, which is enclosed within teira mitzvah, which are Hashem's will. Therefore, obviously, it's the light, the energy of Hashem. Hashem's infinite essence enclosed within them, and they are enclosed. That that light is enclosed within all of existence. Which basically are there are mitzvahs that have to do with every physical thing. According to this, we have to say, through the descent of Torah mitzvahs being implanted in the physical, physical, uh, physical items of existence, that through that, there was added even more light in the Torah mitzvahs. So according to this, that basically the light of Hashem was now implanted within all of physical physicality and all the physical items in existence. We have to say that through the descent of this pure godly light going in clothing, becoming enmeshed within the physicality and all these physical things which we fulfill Terimitsus through, through that, it's not just every descent must be the, for the sake of an ascent. So therefore, it must be that through that descent of that light, that pure light into the physicality, which obviously covers over that light and tarnishes it, so to say. Obviously, it stays pure, but it now it's becoming concealed. The only reason that that pure godly light would descend into physicality is that because through fulfilling mitzvah in the physical existence and with that physical object, you're going to actually add even more light than the mitzvah has in and of itself. Like by way of an analogy, when you plant something, and that's why it's also, and we must say that there's an ascent that happens through this implanting because the whole idea of planting, 
When you plant something, it's also in order to gain something even more. What do you do when you plant something? When through the fact that you plant the seed into the earth, that brings about a sprouting of that seed, which is just a little teeny seed, so much more so, abundantly more so, than how it is, it's just a little seed. It grows from that little seed, a huge tree which bears fruit and has leaves, etc., etc., so we see the whole idea of planting this little seed into the ground, having it disintegrate even into the ground, lose its existence, which seemingly is something which is a deficiency, is not. It's really actually bringing about even more to be a, a greater sprouting and growth. So too, through Hashem implanting, basically enclosing the light, the pure light of Terimitzis in the physical existence, and it bring, it brings about a sprouting and an increasing lamaila in the spiritual realms. So it brings about a sprouting and a growing even more than the source of these of the light which is enclosed in these terimitzes in their spiritual source. So you're bringing about through Hashem implanting, causing this pure light of the terimitzes to enclose in physicality, and then the Jewish person uses these physical things and does a mitzvah with him, he's now bringing about a revealing a higher energy than even the source of this light, which is enclosing in the physical mitzvahs. The is the Shar even though the source of the spiritual light, which is enclosed in the mitzvahs and the physical things, is very high source in godliness, like the Zerah says, that when you add up the 613 commandments of the Torah with the seven commandments of the Rabbanan, that the Rabbanan added, like Brachis and Megillah, etc., the seven commandments, so that adds up to 620, which in Hebrew, 620, Tarach, is the word Keser. And this is the, that Keser is, is referring to the crown, which is referring to Hashem's will, which is referring to a level which totally, just like the crown, is above the head, it totally transcends even the highest level of, of, of creation, Chokmo Vatzilis. And it's also called Tarach Amudei these 620 pillars of light. Just like pillars um, connect the ceiling to the floor, basically, Tater mitzvahs are connecting the highest levels of divinity to the floor, meaning to physicality. So even though the source of Tater mitzvahs by in and of themselves is very high, and also the Tater itself, it says the Tater derives from Hashem's Chochma, Hashem's wisdom, which is a very high level. Nevertheless, its source, the source of Tater is actually in Keser, meaning just like the, the mitzvahs add up to 620, which is the word tarach, which is the word keser, which is these pillars of light rooted all the way in Hashem's will. And by Torah, it says it's only rooted in Hashem's wisdom, which is lower than will, like I just said. That's the highest level within creation. And then keser, the crown on top of the head, refers to a level of Hashem's will, which transcends creation. Nevertheless, we see about the Torah, it says that its real source is in keser. Like it says, the Torah and Hashem are all are, are totally one implying that the Torah is actually one, not just with Hashem's wisdom, but with Hashem's very essence and will. But nevertheless, even though the source of Torah is in and of themselves is very, very lofty, but through their descent down here, being called in physical reality, physical um, items, it, bring, it brings about within them, within the Torah an ascent and an additional revelation of godly energy, which is even higher than their source and their root above and their their natural root, where they come from, from Hashem's will. 
when they come down in this physical world and we fulfill Tirmitzis through them in the physical world, we actually reveal a higher light than the source, the original source of Tirmitzis. So this is also the reason why in the Medrash over there, on the same Medrash who speaks about the Erzurul HaTzadik, that Hashem planting, infusing all of physicality with the light of the Tirmitzis, it also brings this verse, Hashem Chafetz Matzidko Yagl Tirviyadeh, which the meaning of that verse is simply, Hashem desires His servant's vindication, that He may magnify and glorify His teaching. And everyone knows the Perki Avis, it's quoted on this, the Rabbi Hanani Ben Kasha Eimer, Hashem wanted to give merit to the Jewish people. Therefore, he gave them abundance of He wanted to give merit. He wanted to vindicate his servant, the Jewish people. That's why he gave them many Tera and he glorified the Tera. He gave them many Tera Mitzvahs. Um, so, what do we see from this verse? That Meaning that through Hashem implanting Teda Mitzvah in all of the physical world, it brings about Hagdola, Yagdol Teda. It brings a greatness in the Teda. It brings down an even higher divine energy than the source of Teda itself. And that's why it says, Hashem Chovit Lamantzitko, He wanted to give us more merit, and therefore He gave us many Teda Mitzvahs, spreading it out within every physical, every physical encounter that we basically have. Therefore, Yagdul Teira, and through that, through fulfilling Teira Mitzvahs in the physical world, Yagdul Teira, you bring about Hagdala, a ribuyu within the Oyu, which is Nimshach, which is an Oyu, which is drawn down through Teira. Um, we have to understand what is this extra spouting and this extra greatness which is brought about through fulfilling Teira Mitzvahs down here in the physical world, through the light, the pure light of Teira Mitzvahs descending to this physical world. What is the smicha which is brought about? What is the specific divine energy which we draw down, which is even higher than the source of Teir Mitzvah within Hashem's will? It was Zayar, Parshas Bereshis, Daf Lamed Aleph and Beis, and Zayar, Parsha Bereshis, page thirty-one, side B, Mefarish the Koy Allah Eirish Nefer Bayim Rishin Sha'avim Vegnosi L'Tzadikim. Explains that this, that this light, which is, um, we can only access through Teir Mitzvahs being fulfilled down here in the physical world. Explains that it refers to the light which is created in the first day of creation, that Hashem ended up hiding it, the tzaddikim hiding it away for the tzaddikim lost love in Mashiach comes. Um, basically, it was so in such an intense light that was created on the first day, that it was too meaning a godly light that it was too much for creation to handle, and therefore he hid it away that the tzaddikim the perfectly righteous should be able to receive this revelation of godliness from Mashiach comes. That's what it means in the verse. A light which is implanted for the righteous, this light which Hashem created in the first day, which is hidden away for the righteous of Mashiach comes. And so, this is this special light which we can access only through Tirimitzis, the light of Tirimitzis being implanted in the physical world. The Hagdola is you and now are able to access this Oyu which Hashem hid away on the first day, which is too intense for creation to receive, to contain, and will only be revealed in Mashiach comes. Parshas Truma, and Parshas Truma, the Zer. Page 166, side B, also speaks at length about this this initial light which is created, which is hidden away. And over there, and it says over there that this is the idea of the, implied in the verse that a mitzvah, a mitzvah is a candle, and teira is light. 
So we see again this idea of Eir, light, referring to Torah and Mitzvahs, and that's the Eir Zerul HaTzadik, this initial light, which is, which is created in the first day, hidden away. But Yedua, the Eir, Shinev Beim Yishin, Hainu, Chinezayin, Tachten, is the Atik. It's explained in Kabbalah that it's known that this initial light, which is created the first day of creation, this godly energy, is referring to the level of the seven lower levels of Atik, which is an inner core of Kesser, the seven Zayin Tachtoines, the seven lower levels, refer to the Midois, the seven Midois, the mode of attributes, how they are rooted now within the inner core of Kesser. This is this Oyer Shinevabi this light which is created in the first day, which is basically the inner core of Kesser. And this is what it says in other places, it's called the light of the first of the seven days. Seven days referring to the seven mode of attributes. And that is this initial light, which is the initial light which is created for the um, the first day of creation. It's called Eir Shivasa Yomim because it's referring to this this energy which stems from this, the Zayin Tachtinis, the seven mode of attributes of Atik, as explained in another place. So we have to we have to understand also the fact that specifically through this. And planting of the pure light of Torah mitzvahs, basically the will of Hashem now being invested in the physical world, that brings about an additional light, which is even higher than the initial light, which is the higher than the source of Torah mitzvahs, which is now, according to what we're saying here, even higher than this light, which was created the first day of creation. So Tzadik Leimar, sorry, Tzadik Leimar, to say that that this Gamkin, even higher than this Erish Nebim Bim Yishin, this initial light, which is too high for the worlds to contain, which will be revealed when Mashiach comes, the light which you can access through fulfilling tormentors down here is even higher than that light. We have to understand what is this implanting of this pure godly light? What does it mean exactly? And also, what is this sprouting in this abundance of light which is drawn down specifically through this descent of the pure light into the physical mitzvahs in this world? You have to understand those are the questions. So now we've finished the first two beginnings of this mimer, the one that was written and the one that was said. And now we'll start with the actual teichin of the mimer. So in order to understand all these questions, we first have to preface the statement and the preface of the Tikkuni Zoyer, what it says, Pasuk Elio. Elio opened up his drasha, his speech, his expounding of the of the Torah, and he said, Va'amar ribayin olmi, the master of the worlds, antu yuchad, you are one, v'leib b'chushbana, not a calculated one, not a one which is within calculation. Antu ilah kol yiloin, you are high above even the highest things, stima kol stimin, hidden from even the most hidden things. Leis machshava tisabach, Cloud, there's no thought which can grasp you whatsoever. You're the one who has extended out from himself these ten fixtures, which are referring to the ten spheres. You have emanated from yourself the ten spheres. We call them these ten tikkunin, fixtures, um, decorations. We call them the ten spheres. So that is the statement of the Akdama of the Tikkunin Zayar. So explaining this whole statement here, this whole mimer here. Beginning with the first thing we said, Ribayin Olmin. What does it mean when it said the master of the worlds? Koy Allah Atmus ain't safe. This is referring to the true infinite essence of Hashem, but if the true essence of Hashem. 
So why are we calling the true essence of Hashem the master of the worlds, which seems to make a relationship between Hashem and His very essence, two worlds, which we know, explain the Chassidus, that there's there's no comparison whatsoever, two different realms, Hashem and His very essence, and limited worlds. Why are we calling Hashem's essence the master of worlds? Who, because the way that our knowledge of Hashem's true essence, next page, it's only the fact that Hashem is the creator. That's all we can know. That's all we have. And all we know about, about Hashem's true essence is that He is the creator. And this creation, the idea of creation, of something from nothing, that shows and indicates the true essence of Hashem. There is nothing else which shows upon the true essence of Hashem except for the concept of creation. So that is why we are referring to Hashem's very essence here as Ribayin Omin, the master of the worlds, which basically Hashem being the master of the creator of all worlds, because for us, that's all we can really say about Hashem's essence. Hashem's very essence is so sublime, so above the realm, we can't even grasp it at all and describe it at all. Putting descriptions to that would obviously be limiting it and therefore mean that it's not truly Hashem's essence. The only way we can, so to say, label Hashem's essence is say, the Creator. Because the Creator, something creating something from nothing is only impossible from Hashem's very essence, which is not limited to anything. And therefore, He's Kol Yochlis, all able, and able to even bring into being, bring something into being which never existed. And that is something which is only in the Cheik Haboyre, the ability of, a, of, the, of Hashem's very essence. So we'll stop there, two lines on the top of Kupei Ches, the beginning of the explanation of this mimer of the Kunizer, the Akhtam of the Kunizer, Ribayin Olbin, the true essence of Hashem, the true infinite essence of Hashem. We are describing it as the Creator because that's the only way we can relate to that essence with that, with that description.